We got to talk about what the entire country is talking about. And I don't mean the debate. We'll, we'll discuss that a little later this hour as well. But uh, I'm talking about this moment last night at the U.S. Open semifinals. There you have it, Layla Fernandez. Yes, punches her ticket to the uh, final with a very exciting win uh, last night. Joining us now is Ken Christina, director of tennis at the Mayfair Clubs in Toronto, and he joins us here on Global News Radio. Uh, Ken, what did you think of that match last night? Well, firstly, it's music to my ears when I hear you say that what the whole country is talking about. As a guy that's been in tennis for 50-plus years as a player and now as a coach, I'm so excited to see how well Canada is doing on the on the main stage in a grand slam in the biggest stadium in the world, Arthur Ashe Stadium. So pretty impressive to see the young 18 when the tournament started and now 19-year-old Leila Annie Fernandez advanced to the finals in, in really just a tremendous showing of courage and, and, and guts and, and fight uh, to be out there and taking down the top players in the world. Uh, totally impressed. And, and you're right, the whole world, the whole country of Canada is talking about it. Everywhere I go, people are talking Layla and Felix and in the semis and now for Layla into the finals. Great, mm-hmm. great to see and hear for sure. Yeah, you know, this match, it just had so many ups and downs watching it uh, last night. I don't know how you felt, uh, Ken, but uh, when they come out uh, and it was the first four games, I think, that went to Sabalenka. I mean, she just had this power game that seemed to be overpowering uh, Layla, but then she comes storming back like we've seen her time and time again during this uh, U.S. Open. And, you know, I don't know what it is about her, but uh, the moment never seems too big for Layla Fernandez. You're 100% correct. And, yes, the first four games were shocking. But Layla really was trying to find a rhythm, trying to find uh, how to handle the pace of Sabalenka because she hits the ball as hard as anybody or harder than anybody on tour. And her serve was clicking. And Layla was trying to find out how deep she needed to stand, how big a swing she needed to take. But you're correct in that she certainly doesn't seem to be um, overrun by the power and and overrun by the moment of what's happening. And she kind of finds a way to calm herself in the big moments. She finds a way to kind of take her game to another level, but still staying calm throughout it. And in each of the last four matches that have gone three sets where she's taken down these top players, there's been hiccups along the way where as a fan, you sit there and think, oh gosh, that was her chance and she's blowing it. But she recovers, she finds her balance in her game, and she then starts to dictate play again and finds a way to win it in three tough sets. So, uh, you know, unbelievable for a youngster, but certainly unbelievable for this young Canadian. We're really happy to see how well she's done. Mm-hmm. And has tennis ever seen anything like this? I mean, you don't want to overstate it, but it's hard to, right? I mean, it's not like Fernandez you know, had an easy path here. I mean, she has defeated uh, former number ones, uh, Grand Slam champions, uh, defeated the world number two last night to get to the uh, final. I mean, this really is unprecedented and uncharted territory, I think, for a tennis player. It is, absolutely. And, you know, they talked about the section of the draw that Leila Annie Fernandez was in, and they talked about every player that was in that section of the draw except for Leila Fernandez. And that's really amazing. They talked about so many great players that could come out of there from Coco Goff to Svitolina to Osaka to all of these great players. And they never once mentioned 
Layla Annie Fernandez, and she's the one that comes out. She's the one that has made it all the way to the finals. And you're right, we've seen some great things in the past with Bianca winning in 2019 at the U.S. Open, Bianca winning a bunch of tournaments, but the the way in which Layla has gotten to the finals by taking out Osaka and Svitolina and Kerber and Sabalenka, I don't know that we've ever seen that before from a Canadian, and I know we haven't from a Canadian. I don't know that we've ever seen it from any player on tour to beat so many top-ranked players along the way to the finals. So kudos to her. She's remained calm, and it must be the maple syrup, as she said. There's something <laughs> something in the syrup to get her through to what she's done, that's for sure. I don't know what she's better at, tennis or the media. Maybe both, because she is uh, wise beyond her years, both on and off the court, uh, without a doubt. Uh, how do you like her chances in the final uh, tomorrow, Ken? That's a great question. You know, I picked her to win last night. I said it was going to be a tough two-set match, possibly three sets, but I thought she might um, get through that in two. This match is going to be a little different. Uh, Emma Raducanu hits the ball a little differently than any player that she's played. She's taking the ball early. She's very aggressive. I think, again, like her last match, if Layla can weather the storm in the first three or four games and get used to the pace and the, and the timing of how Emma hits the ball, I think she's going to be able to come out on top. And it'll be pretty amazing to see if she can do that, that Canada can win the women, women's tournament in 2019 with Bianca and follow it up with Layla in 2021. Uh, the whole country will be rooting for her, and I think she has what it takes to uh, capture the U.S. Open this year for sure. All right, going to be exciting to watch that women's final uh, tomorrow. In the meantime, we got another semi and another Canadian to cheer for with uh, Felix Auger Alassim taking on Medvedev uh, tonight. Set this one up for us if you can, Ken. Well, it's a great matchup. It's it's one that I think if Felix looked at the other uh, two semifinalists, I think he's playing the one that he probably matches up the best against. Zverev and Djokovic on the other side of the draw. Not really a great match for Felix's game. Look for Felix to serve big, be aggressive with the forehand, and attack Medvedev to take his time and space away. He's going to look to get to the net and put some pressure on Medvedev. The negative, if there is one, is Medvedev is one of the best returners and grinders in the game. He gets a lot of shots. So Felix is going to have to be patient because there's going to be points that go on where he's going to have to hit two, maybe three normal winners that Medvedev will get back. But Felix stands a chance. I think if he's to win it, it's got to go five, and he can outlast Medvedev in a tough five-setter with his aggressive style of play. And he really, as a person and a player, has grown so much in the last couple of years. I mean, I was really uh, taken aback by his interview after his uh, last uh, match uh, the other night. Just uh, so much uh, poise, much like uh, Fernandez, just uh, so much uh, poise both on and off the court. Yes, absolutely. And isn't it great to see young Canadians handle the media so well? Uh, so impressed to see that. I think that Felix has certainly learned a lot. Typically on the men's tour, it takes a little bit longer than it does on the women's tour to kind of find your game. Um, and most, For the most part, it's because of the, the build of, of young men coming onto the tour compared to the older veterans and the strength and the, and the stamina. But we're watching now as Felix has found his way and finding a way to be a little bit more consistent and a little bit more calm in the big moments. We hope that the U.S. Open semifinal won't kind of overpower that. I think he's at a new level where he can find that calmness and that, that second gear to kind of understand his game a little bit better. And uh, you're right, he is one of a kind, and we're happy to have uh, Felix kind of leading the charge uh, right now, certainly on the men's side into the semifinals. And not to mention, and we haven't yet, but we need to, Gabriella Dabrowski, she is in the women's doubles semifinal today representing Canada. 
I mean, this is almost an embarrassment, an embarrassment of riches for a candidate at the uh, U.S. Open. How do you explain this? Well, you know, we've done well in doubles for a long time. We had Grant Connell that was number one in the world in doubles years ago. Uh, Daniel Nestor was number one in the world in doubles. And we've been known as kind of a doubles country because in the winter months, it's uh, less expensive to play doubles. So a lot of Canadian youth, uh, youth have played doubles over the years. Gabby has shown with her new partner, Stefani, that they are a team to be reckoned with and look for them to, to advance to the finals as well. They've been playing unbelievable as a team. I tell you that our doubles success has helped Milos Raonic and Jeannie Bouchard gain some confidence and some success in singles. And now that's paved the way for Bianca, Layla, Felix, Dennis, and so many other young Canadians coming up. So uh, our hats off to the young doubles Canadian players that have paved the way for our young singles Canadian players, that's for sure. Just finally, Ken, I know you're such a fan and such a big booster and supporter of uh, Canadian uh, tennis. In a way, are you looking forward to a Sunday being done and you can finally maybe get a little rest? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you that what these young players have done for tennis in this country is they've made it boom at every tennis club. You know, at our clubs right now at Mayfair, we're up huge with the number of young players looking to play. And I know it's that way across the country and talking to all kinds of other tennis pros. So I'm not sure there's much rest for the tennis industry. But we're happy to see all these young players pick up a racket because we've certainly loved the game for a long time. And we're loving the fact that young players want to play tennis and maybe hockey down the road. But tennis first, <laughs> that's kind of nice. All right, Ken, appreciate the time and enjoy the matches this weekend. I will for sure. Thanks for having me. And don't forget, go Canada, go. You know it. Ken Christina, director of tennis at the Mayfair Clubs. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.